Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Paul, thank you very much for that. Now, the Taoiseach has been urged to intervene in the care of a victim of the Curry Child Mental Health Scandal who's been left in a windowless room off a hospital emergency department for the last 56 days. The case was raised in the Dáil ahead of a fresh report on the scandal which is expected to contain even more harrowing details than the major Maskey review of two years ago. Our reporter Barry Lennon has been following this story closely and he joins us now. Barry, can you tell us what exactly did the Dáil hear? So Sinn Féin TD for Kerry Pa Daly raised the case of a 14-year-old boy. Last year, the HSC apologised to the boy's mother for the deficits in care he received while a patient at North Kerry CAMS, including the inappropriate prescribing of heavy antipsychotic medication. The Doyle heard how the boy's been left in a windowless room off the emergency department at University Hospital Kerry, allegedly for the last 56 days. The room also doesn't have a bed the house heard and Pa Daly asked the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar to intervene. Here's what happened. Serious concern in, uh, health, among health staff and community in Kerry about the situation, the disgraceful situation of a 14-year-old boy. He has been existing for 56 days in a windowless room off the emergency department in a hospital in Kerry. A room without a bed. It is not the responsibility of University Hospital Kerry. That's not the place for him. But there is I I believe, a human rights violation because disability services have not acted. He is a former CAMS patient. He had, I am told by his mother, ADHD and moderate autism, but he was put on antipsychotic medication when he was eight years old. He has received uh, an apology for the deficits in his care, but he has long-term side effects as a result of this medication. You would think that he would be prioritised and you would think that he would be fast-tracked to get the help that he deserves and he needs. But instead, he is in a windowless room off the emergency department. Will you step in to ensure that he receives immediate short-term residential treatment close to home, not 300 kilometres away, so that his mother can visit him as often as she wishes? Much deputy, and I'm very sorry to hear about that case. I'm sorry to hear what that man has to experience in his family too. The Health Act, for very good reasons, makes it unlawful for me or any minister to uh, direct uh, the HSC to do anything for any particular patient. Um, that wouldn't be right for all sorts of reasons. But if you want to send me on the details and permission uh, from the family um, to take an interest in the case, uh, I'll certainly do that. And Barry, what's the HSE saying about this case specifically? In a statement in the past few minutes, it said it cannot comment on individual cases, but added, we regret that any child is in an emergency department for a prolonged period. In all such circumstances, the HSE endeavours to work with all relevant stakeholders, including the child's family, to ensure that they receive appropriate care and intervention. Okay, so aside from this case then, the HSE is also preparing a new report on the scandal. What do we know at this stage about that? So in recent weeks, Sarah, senior clinicians from the HSE apologised to several families for the treatment their children received while patients at North Kerry CAMS. Some apologies, they lasted several hours. Others involved multiple members of the same family. And these open disclosure meetings came on foot of a review of 300 files relating to patients at North Kerry CAMS in November 2022. 
and the review largely focused on the prescribing and diagnostic practices of a consultant psychiatrist who worked for the service and who wasn't at the centre of the Maskey review. Now, the findings of this fresh report, they're due to be published at the end of March and one of those to receive an apology in Tralee in recent days is 21-year-old Davin Godfrey. Now we've heard his story on the programme before, Sarah. He was on up to six different drugs simultaneously while a patient at CAMS despite having no mental health disorder and on several occasions concerns were raised about his treatment going right back to 2010. He suffered severe and multiple side effects over the years including developing breasts and becoming morbidly obese and I caught up with him after he received a detailed report on his treatment from the HSE. Two senior clinicians within the HSE outlined to me, to my family and to my legal representative exactly what I had been subjected to and outlined it in a fully detailed report. It makes for very difficult reading, uh, honestly it does. It details the inappropriate monitoring and it details the absence of even at times very appropriate record keeping. It also details the lack of appropriate assessment prior to making any uh, formal diagnosis. This document here details your treatment at CAMS over a 10 year period. Remind listeners of some of the most severe side effects you suffered during that time and what this document today tells us about those. Previously I had detailed a vast range of side effects. However, your listeners will be aware from listening previously to my story that I had to have a very barbaric procedure carried out there um, over the summer just um, lastly. It was gynecomastia which is uh, enlarged breasts on a male and it was always known to be as a consequence of the drugs that I was prescribed. However, um, and I quote here, uh, of concern was the absence of serum prolactin results on file, a most important investigation prescribing antipsychotic medications given the recognised side effects associated with recognised prolactin levels and uh, that being um, increased weight gain and also the onset of gynecomastia. You put on a lot of weight on the medication, on up to six different drugs at one stage. What does this document tell us about the weight gain and how that was managed by the treating clinician? Details that it wasn't managed adequately and it also details it appeared, and I say this and I quote um, the author here, it appeared from reviewing the file that Davin was being made feel responsible for this weight gain and its management and subsequent to this it details that there was no need for any uh, prescription psychotropic drugs at all as all symptoms as initially uh, were highly indicative of um, an autism spectrum disorder and also is heavily critical of the time it took to diagnose an ASD when it was being suspected autism being suspected back in as early as 2009 and however no formal diagnosis is carried out and done so until 2014 it's heavily critical of that and I believe that in this case is a key contributing factor to having been I suppose treated as somebody who is profoundly mentally ill You had no mental illness, no diagnosis mental illness but what does the document say at the end here? Well look on the very last page here. In 2016 there was very limited non-pharmacological intervention by the CAMS team so to put that into I suppose plain sight for you for the years 2016, 17, 18, 19 and 20 those final four years of me being in CAMS very very little if nothing at all was done as regards to treating me however the only thing that was done was that of prescribing me heavy and unnecessary doses of drugs. Ultimately, I received a personal apology from the Chief Executive Officer of the HUC, Mr Gloucester. I knew exactly what I was going to receive today. I welcome it. It's come from the horse's mouth and it needs to happen to more and more people now. So Barry, what else then is in those documents that Davin received from the HSE? 
As alluded to there, the report states how Davin was made feel responsible for his weight gain and its management, even though it was a side effect of the medication. Epilim was prescribed as a mood stabiliser, the clinicians found, quote, but the rationale for this treatment was not clinically justified. The use of benzodiazepine for sleep was not consistent with standard clinical practice, the HSE review found. And North Kerry Cans, remember, had been told to take Davin off the heavy antipsychotic Spiridone. Instead, he was prescribed the drug 42 times over five years. And the Health Products Regulatory Authority indicates that the use of Risperidone in children and adolescents should be for short-term treatment of up to six weeks. And a refreshed review of Davin's medical records at University Hospital Kerry indicates the boy with no mental health disorder may have initially been prescribed the powerful drug by the hospital due to, quote, long waiting times for child psychiatry. So what is the significance then of Davin's report from the HSE? Davin received this report two years to the day of the publication of the Maskey Review, which you'll recall identified significant failings at South Kerry CAMS. He also wasn't due to receive anything at all as his treatment falls outside the timescale of the review, but he pushed and pushed for it and the HSE ultimately relented. The stole man's treatment at CAMS goes right back to 2010 and so he believes a full review of CAMS in Kerry going back to 2010 is now needed. Calls echoed by his solicitor Keith Rolls who represents hundreds of affected families and he says next month's report will be worse than what's gone before. We'd be very concerned about the level of care that patients have received in North Kerry and that is evidenced in the meetings and the apologies that we've been attending recently. Very similar similar deficits in care to what transpired in South Kerry and due to the fact that this is a 300 file review at this stage uh, we'd be very concerned about the number of apologies that are going to be issued due to the fact that we, our office has been extremely busy attending these meetings with our clients uh, over the last number of months. Deficits in care in North Kerry as well, how do they compare with those identified in the Maskey review? Unfortunately for the people of North Kerry, the deficits in care are exactly the same. There's inappropriate assessments uh, surrounding the diagnosis, inappropriate prescribing of antipsychotic medication, no baseline monitoring, no monitoring of any sort on the file, pharmacological intervention, which means that families were put on medication before any therapy was offered to them. Very young children, again involved, it stretches from five years of age up to 17 and 18 years of age so far. It's, yeah, it's extremely concerning and very upsetting for the parents, as you can imagine. Is what you're hearing at these open disclosure meetings at the moment, is it worse than what you heard two years ago in relation to the Maskey review? Certainly is bad anyway, Barry. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be an awful lot worse. It's very alarming, obviously, for the people of North Kerry now. But um, the situation is that they're just going to have to expand this review outside of this 300 files. Our office has put the HSE on notice of this several, on several occasions after South Kerry erupted. Yeah, the, the HSE, um, from our perspective, will have no option but to expand this review to cater for potentially 15 years or so, considering the conditions that are involved in it. And Barry, what about compensation then for families and children affected by the scandal? What's the latest on that? In 2022, the government announced a compensation scheme offering an upfront payment of €10,000 to help families with medical reports, health supports and therapies. However, scores of families who received apologies from the HSE both this year and last are left 
outside the scheme. Even families who qualify for the scheme, they say they've been left with nothing. And the State Claims Agency says it has received 200 applications to the scheme to date, with 20 cases successfully resolved. But many parents in South Kerry I spoke to say their children are, uh, still need help as a result of their treatment. And this mother's experience in a rural part of the county is voiced by a colleague so as to protect her identity. My son was badly impacted at the time. He would have got quite aggressive. He would have done things that he'd never have done before. He would have, you know, broken things, smashed things in the house. He was ordered off all the medication and he's improved recently, but he's still an awful lot of ground to make up. And what of supports? Uh, What's the latest there? At the start, families were offered everything. Counselling, therapy. We now feel those supports have been withdrawn. They don't really communicate with us anymore. We have to fund private therapies now. And apart from the initial payment of €10,000 to families, we've heard nothing from the redress scheme. And the initial payment didn't go far at all. We live in a very rural area where we're very far from services. Everything is a day off work, a day's travel. It's all very costly and the therapies themselves are expensive. And people would have seen that redress scheme announced in April 2022, but uh, two years on, how do families feel? We just felt things would have been quicker, easier, given everything we've been through. These kids that were affected, they're going to need ongoing support for a very, very long time. It will take a long time to get back to where they were. My son needs to be supported in every element of his day from the time he gets up in the morning and this continues to impact all our lives. You kind of just feel that you're in a little bit of wilderness because initially it looked like we were going to get a lot of support and a lot of help. But that's not the case now. It's only in the fullness of time will we know the impact this has had on children in Kerry and the families need ongoing support. And what's your message to government and to the HSE this evening? You need to help these kids. We need not to forget about them. You know, it was all over papers and reports done and everything else. Two years on, we're still here and we need support. Finally, Barry, what's the HSE saying? The HSE says its clinical liaison support team is in touch with families identified in the Maskey review two years ago for South Kerry CAMS and that it also wants to express regret to families that the North Kerry review due in March is taking much longer than expected. Meanwhile, Gardaí say they're assessing 18 complaints pertaining to Kerry CAMS and politically the Minister for Mental Health, Mary Butler, is not ruling out a state apology to those affected, something David Godfrey, who we heard from earlier is pursuing and says he will continue to do so with the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar. Barry Lenehan, thank you.